Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Courtney Bradley. He's going to be sitting in for Matt Watson today. Courtney, what's up? How are you doing? I'm doing well. And before I tell all of our listeners who you are, I'm going to get a couple things out of the way. Okay. Today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io. If you want to see our beautiful faces, you can check us out on the Startup Hustle (laughs) YouTube channel. And we are on Instagram at, at Startup Hustle Podcast. Now that that is out of the way, I like to say pay the bills, but my, um, own, my own businesses don't actually pay our bills here. But So yeah. let's back up a little second. I, you said YouTube, but then you said Instagram as well. So will this we'll, be... We're on both, but not live, not okay. the video. Okay, good. We'll, yeah, someone will come in here and Edit like... Me out. No, they'll take pictures of us. Oh. And <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, okay, got yeah. it. Got and it. like, you know, and if we decide to fire the money gun, or you do... Yes. Later if I can I, reach it, it's I, going on. Well, that's why it's over. <laughs> it's near me for a reason. So, well, with all this, Courtney, you are the founder and chief purpose officer of Trilogy. I am. So this is true. This is true. So we're acknowledging it's all true. that is true. Yes. So for those of you listening, you know, I like it when you're interactive. So I want you to go to Trilogy.life. Now I'm going to spell this for you. T-R-I-L-O-G-I-E.life or at Trilogy KC on the gram. On the gram. So Courtney, what is Trilogy? What do you guys do? So uh, I like to say we are a company who is obsessed with helping other companies create kick-ass workspaces where their people and their company thrive. Okay. So why is that important at all? Um, It's important because we spend a great deal of our time in actual buildings. So whether it be the workspace that we're in, Um, the coffee shops that we're working in, the schools that our children are learning in. Um, So you're spending a lot of time there. So those places need to be as inspiring and as motivating and um, just kick ass so that we can go out and live our best lives in them. I'm I'm sitting here half laughing because that was like the, the, maybe the most obvious, but true statistic. We spend as people, we spend a lot of time in buildings. We do. And I tried to like, think about that for a second. I was like, oh, that's, it is what it is. We're we're inside a lot. No, it's true. 90% of your life is spent indoors. Yeah, so, no, it's true. It's crazy to think Maybe about that. Maybe kind of sad. Yeah, I know. I had someone. I'm not sure I'm at that low of a number either. Right. Yeah. It's, um, I had someone on my own podcast and we were talking about that. And he said, you know, with the exception of like park rangers and, you know, people who their job is literally outdoors. Yeah, I literally work outside. Yeah, 90% People of that are time. active. Yeah. I'm active, but I do it Not inside. I've got a gym <laughs> and my house. Like, it's so sad. Treadmills, things like that. And yeah. by the way, you are the host of the Up Down podcast. I am. So podcast people, why don't you, while you're listening, go check that out. Yes. Hit, hit subscribe. And while you're there, hit that fifth star. I love it. Thank that's you. That's good stuff. And do it for us too. Um, all right. So, you know, your environment has a lot to do with your mentality. Yes. And before we hit record, we were talking about... Uh, inspiration or other things, but 
it's pretty well known. Like if you're in a, well, remember the movie Joe in the volcano or Joe versus the volcano. (laughs) And like, this is like the stereotypical crappy workplace, like lights flickering, no windows. It's just really bad. Yes. And the guy's like, feels like he's terminally just depressed and feel gross. Yeah. So a lot of this stuff is pretty important. And I feel like they're at 20 years ago and yes, I'm old enough to remember 20 years Mm -hmm. ago. But that was this wasn't as as big of a deal as it is now. No, yeah, no. I actually believe that wellness became kind of the first push um, where people were talking about wellness in the workplace and how important that was, and then that kind of morphed through to like ergonomics and having an ergonomically correct workstation sure. and chairs that were ergonomic and accessories like monitor arms and keyboard trays, and then um, you know that in a sense has morphed into. Um, being more people focused within your organization as opposed to company focused. Um, Because if you're focused on the people and creating a great employee experience and you've got awesome culture and all that, the company will grow. Like it's inevitable that that will happen. But if you're not focused on those things and you're just focused on, um, you know, the company itself, then you're not going to see the kind of growth that you could the company is the people. The company is the people. Absolutely. That's the thing. And some people don't get that. No. Um, it's hard. You know, you're talking about culture things, but you know, it, you want to have a great culture and you want to have a place that people want to go. Yes. And it's hard to get good people. You got to really be doing something significant to be like, but yeah, but come work in this really dumpy place <laughs> with kind of like where we're at right now <laughs> with no windows. Uh, and like me and me and i was complaining about how little sleep i've got this week (laughs) and now i've come to realize why but no this is important stuff and um you know 20 years ago um, when i was 24 i remember like hearing about carpal tunnel yes you mentioned ergonomic and so because it was my mom and my mom it was a had been a flight attendant and had developed it from like pushing that darn cart around for like 20 years and i was like that's not a real thing but it is because i've actually had it before and these are these are little things that don't seem like a big deal but can really uh, pull a lot of productivity and just really physically painful to do your job you're not going to be very good at it yep so uh, three year, four years ago, <clears throat> I pinched a nerve in my neck mm-hmm. and I thought that I had done it trying to be like active and working out, right. but I hadn't done that. I had developed a, a, a little calcium deposit on the base of my neck from years of just looking down at a monitor basically. <laughs> And it pinched a nerve and it was the most painful thing in my life ever. And like, literally I went to the chiropractor to like, well, I first went to the doctor. I thought I'd torn my rotator cuff because right. I hurt my neck, but my whole arm went numb. Like it was, I, it, it was a horrible experience, but that's when I discovered the standup desk. Yep. And Very you know, like, I'm going to be honest when I first thought, heard of the standup desk, I was like, oh, that's dumb. And now it's like, I mean, you it's can't key. Without it. No, it's, <laughs> I haven't had an issue with some of that, right. but, but these are the kind of things you're talking about when it comes to designing the workspace, right? Absolutely. Like having some thoughtfulness around it. So thoughtfulness, that's a good way to put it. Just, oh, okay. Yes. So, w- so at Trilogy, you guys are in the business of helping design kick-ass office spaces, but that I would imagine that has to have something to do with the personality of the business or the company too, right? Yes. We've got a wild personality. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't believe that. Right. No, yeah. not at all. I know I'm real 
wallflower. You did yell woo like you were Ric Flair <laughs> on WWE or something right before, yes. but I appreciated that. I'm having, I'm, I'm kind of down or kind of tired in that regard. So I was like, Oh, yeah. all right. Little jolt of energy. But, but with that, like, how do you, how do you approach it? So how do you design a kick-ass workspace? Like what's the, how does this happen? So for us, we want to go in and, and we don't even talk about like, so the, the basis of what we do is furniture. We, we help provide furniture for organizations. Um, but we don't talk about that when we first go in because I can't just go into an organization and say, okay, you're moving and you have 25 employees and you need a place to put them. That's not what we're interested in. I, I can do that all day long. I've got a bazillion lines of furniture that I can help provide. But I want to know what are your goals over the next five, 10 years? What are you trying to accomplish? What is your culture now? Is it where you want it to be? And if it's not, where, you know, what, what do you want to see in the future as, as your culture? Um, and then talk about, so something that we focus on is what we call the Fab Five, um, which is helping organizations through the products and services that we sell um, to help them impact culture uh, employee engagement, employee experience, um, their wellness efforts, uh, employee and workplace wellness, um, recruiting and retention, and then also innovation. So we talk to them about those things, and then we go back and help find the things that will help them hit those goals. So how did you get into this? I fell into this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 15 years ago, I was in the packaging business. I was selling boxes, um, to manufacturers. Sounds riveting. Yes, it was riveting. So, um, I, I was doing that and I was very burnt out and just did not you enjoy feel, it. You were feeling boxed in. Uh, yeah, I was feeling, yeah, see what you did there. I was feeling boxed in. And, um, so I went on to career builder, which I don't even know if that's around anymore. No, but there's something, <laughs> there's monster career yes. builder. So I always feel like I date myself. LinkedIn, yeah. yeah. So I went on career builder. And was that after updating your MySpace it page? Was, yes. Yes. And so I, um, you know, ran across a post about this position in sales in the office furniture industry. And I didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't know what contract furniture industry was. And, um, you know, I, I, I sent in my resume and got an interview. And really, even then I was like talking to them about the position. I'm like, I don't understand. Cause I'm thinking I was putting it in terms of when you buy furniture for your house, you know, you buy a bed, you're in it for a while. You buy a couch, you're not buying. I thought if you get a client, it's going to take you forever to get another client. Well, the commercial furniture industry is not that, you know, not that way. You've got clients that are growing and and, and a home buyer doesn't buy 180 desks. Correct. That is correct. Yeah. So, um, that have I, a green top yeah, or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I fell into it that way and, um, got the job and I was there for about five years, uh, just almost five years. And, um, you know, a, an opportunity presented itself to go out on my own. And, um, you know, I learned a lot from that organization, but, and, and I know this now, I didn't know it then, um, there was beginning to be a bit of a culture fit. For me. And so, but I didn't know that's what it was at the time, but looking back and how the culture is such a big thing and how we're learning more and more about it, um, I realize now that that's what it was. So I took a gigantic leap of faith because I had never been a business owner before. And, uh, and none of us were until we I were. I know, I yeah. know. And here we are 10 yeah. years later, we celebrated 10 years in July. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, that's awesome. Um, I have to assume along the way that, you know, you're using terms like culture, engagement, wellness, retention, innovation. 
So you have to learn something about these things. And like, and as some of that, uh, it, I know the answer is yes. Yeah, so I'll let you respond in a second, but some of that is going to, I feel like some of these things are all responded to differently by different personality types. Correct. So that's, that means there's variables and different stuff. So there are very much variables. And the, the thing that I find is interesting is that, yes, I have been learning about these things over the course of my career. But at the time, again, I didn't know I was learning those things. It's, it's now looking back and the fact that we're focusing on this, I can <clears throat> look back and, and see where I learned kind of the right way and the wrong way to do some of these things and how to impact these areas. <clears throat> and um, it's also, like you said, the personality types of the people that we're going and talking to, not everyone's getting, not everyone still gets it. <clears throat> there are still organizations. Me, oh, you're fine. <clears throat> um there are still organizations out there who don't think that it's important. So in order to learn more about a workplace's culture and what makes sense for them, you have to take some factors into consideration related to like, obviously what the business is trying to accomplish, but also the personality types of the people that you're trying to design a kick-ass space for. Absolutely. So uh, I had my own podcast. I do a couple solo episodes, but I was talking about specifically about personality types, not only of just leadership and like their general personality and how they're leading their culture and the team that way, but the actual individual personality types of the employees. Uh, and I made a bold assertion that, you know, typically companies lay out their space in regards to departments and things like that. You know, you've got marketing over here, you got sales over here, you've got accounting, what have you. Um, but that people work in different ways. There are people who are more introverted. There are people who are more extroverted and then you've got ambiverts. And so I, I what's an ambervert? That's me. <laughs> Actually, I'm an ambervert. So it's someone who can be have that kind of extroverted personality. Like I can enjoy talking to anyone and I can go out and, you know, there's no strangers in my life, but that to recharge and reset and to really focus, I like to be by myself. Okay. Then I'm an ambervert too. Yes. So, and sometimes it's exhausting to keep doing, um, <clears throat> you know, events and things like yeah. that because it's, you're constantly yep. on is yep. what I say. So yeah, now with that and those spaces you, you mentioned, so like, I'm ADHD mm -hmm. and I need things to be kind of clean and orderly. Mm -hmm. Like you look around the studio, there's not a bunch of clutter. No, there's not. It helps me actually gain some kind of focus or in some cases recharge. Right. Absolutely. You feel really hectic when things are, at least I do, it's already a mess in my head. Right. So if it's a mess with <laughs> everything mess. around me, it's, yeah, it's kind of tough. We're very similar. I see that now. Um, but yeah, so my, my assertion was that if you more design and space plan and, and build your physical workspace around personality types, um, you could really create something amazing. So, you know, if you've got an introvert who needs to kind of be by themselves in order to focus and process and get those things done, but you've got them sitting next to someone who's an extrovert and they're loud and they like <clears> to talk things out and it's, it, there's going to be friction there. Yeah. And so you're going to have an environment that is not the most welcoming to both of those personality types. And the extrovert's going to get annoyed with the introvert because they don't want to talk about, talk it out. And the introvert's like, Oh my God, get away from me because I need to focus. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I've actually uh, spent a lot of time 
just researching and learning about personality types. I have a section in one of my books. that's all about it right? because you have to understand your own and then also the personality type of the person you're trying to communicate with. Yes. And if they're opposite, uh, you got to make it's some adjustments. Tricky. Yeah. But, but with that, you mentioned, you know, designing things. And so certain personality types do trend towards different quote departments. Yes. Like salespeople like, are typically extroverts. They they're going to go out. They're going to be able to talk to people. They are going to want to bounce ideas off of people. So um, where software developers are oh, usually no, the like, opposite. Yep, they like. A, they should not be right next to each other. <laughs> not a good fit. No, and they like the developers like a cave-like environment where mm -hmm. it's dark and uh, you know quiet. The mole people, yes, as I refer to them. Exactly, but that's where they thrive. Yeah. So and then so yes, those departments are very uh, personality specific. I guess you could say. Um, but then you're going to have other things like accounting and HR and marketing where you could kind of go either way. Yeah, sure. So to be able to. You probably don't want your accountant to be a type A personality. <laughs> it doesn't really uh, jive well with detail oriented. <laughs> but but yeah. And then another thing too, like we mentioned software developers, like, and the reason I'm, I would never be good at that job is I don't like, there's an attention to detail and focus and like, you get a lot of noise around you. Oh, like yeah. it's not good. Yeah. On the flip side, I always talk about like you can have a sales culture. Mm -hmm. Like I want the, my sales – I want it loud. Yes. I want the energy. I want there to be like a giant bell or just something like – and I don't want – I don't want it to be like, you know, so I made a sale burger. No. You know, like it's, it's like not how you should feel like you have to be. And so so that's part of the planning process? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And that's something that you just kind of touched on is you don't – sound is also a big deal yeah. in your environment. You don't want it too loud, but you don't want it too quiet either because then it's awkward. That's also tricky too, because depending on the surfaces you're working with, yep. you know, like you're going to be rolling chairs around. You don't want them on like shag carpet, but right. if you have hardwood floors, that's echoey. Yes. Yes. So yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So all those factors go into helping design a space um, that again, it, there's so many details and so many questions and you really, it's, it's, based on each individual company and their personality and their people's personality. And there's no one size fits all. You know, there's some other things too. Um, when it comes to like innovation, creativity, stuff like that, like, I mean, your space can trigger it Yes, for sure. Absolutely. Like, and, and you know, like that, that's why you often see like the marketing department just has like weird zany shit or they're just doing different stuff because they're just trying to like, because they're trying to get inspired. And yeah. Be but these little things too, that kind of just like take your mind off something like I, I, I always joke around, but I'm really not joking. So I have some of my best ideas when I'm mowing my lawn mm -hmm. and it's because I'm just, I'm busy enough, like pushing that the mower back and forth that it quiets my head enough for some reason. Maybe it's the worrying. I don't know, but it, like, you know, but I've like realized, oh, wow, I might have good ideas. So I actually started mowing my lawn with like a, note, a Noah notepad. Oh, nice. Well, actually, I didn't mow it one year and I went back to mowing it because okay. I was like, what am I, what am I missing out on? I'm not coming on? up with anything creative yeah. right now. Yeah, but that's important. It's important for musicians too. That's why you often see just like, I don't know, like recording studios and stuff like that sometimes have, they're either trying to be overly comfortable or sometimes they're just, I don't know, they're interesting. Well, and that's where the different work areas come in. So. I see a shift in, you know, you've got the old, the old way of doing it is, you know, a mix of private offices and open workstations where you got the workstations in the middle and the private offices around the perimeter. And What's then you've the got new way, the, well, the new way, what I see happening is the collaborative workspace, not 
like more of like the WeWork style right. where you, you know, you may just be one company and you're not leasing space from co-working spaces, but you're building out your space to be more co-working like right. where you've got a larger cafe, if you will, that your people can sit at all, all day and they can have their coffee there in the morning and be in a booth situation um, where they're sitting and hanging out with coworkers and brainstorming. And then you can, they can move over to a lounge chair later in the day where they can focus by themselves. Uh, maybe you have some breakout areas that are, you know, more war room style uh, where people can go and collaborate and, and have a brainstorming session. Um, and and still maybe have those private offices too, where you can go and sit and shut the door and get some quiet time by yourself uh, where people aren't going to disturb you. But it's going to be more of a mix of that and not executive level C-suites and offices. And then you've got the next tier down in workstations and then you've got the club. It's just, it's more co-working type. Private offices are a great thing to get employees fighting with each other and bitching <laughs> about why they don't have one or he has this or she has that. You know, there's like, still companies out there who it's based on square footage. Like yeah. your title, then you move up to the next sure. level of square footage. And That's kind of like the OG method. That's yes. like the, you know, <laughs> yes. it's like the graduate, like, yeah, but, and I get it now on the flip side of that. So I used to work for a Japanese company and no matter who you were, you had a cubicle, right? Like everyone had the same type of cubicle everyone like everyone was treated the same and and also like it really promoted the open access and i think that's where the like you mentioned the cafe style yeah. it's like hey you can come and ask me a question yeah and you could have the owner of the company sitting in the cafe eating and you know having coffee and you can just pop in ask a question whatever um i struggle with that though with what my own productivity in those environments right because i'm easily i can be easily distracted <laughs> i'm like ooh, shiny toy <laughs> it can be um and then sometimes too there there are some downsides to this so sometimes this o overly accessible environment leads people to like i want to say in, over interact right. like you don't have to stop and ask me every time <laughs> right. like make a list and ask me you know like not every time you have an idea because yes. and, and it's hard to conceptualize when you think about it but i'll give you an example i have 180 employees if each one of them wastes three minutes of my day you're gone you're done that my that's whole all, entire day is gone. actually more than my day is right. gone and when i say waste that's i don't, why you mean don't it like waste <laughs> but if they if you know so the thing is is like just try, you, you can try to create some culture and structure around that where there's defined times Absolutely. when Office hours. you want to, uh, yeah. And yep. there's other things too. It's funny. Cause you know, in the modern workplace, you'll have someone literally sitting next to the other person and they will be asking that person questions in Slack. Yes. You're like, Hey, what are you doing later? And you're like sitting like two feet away. And you know, we've tried to do the, the chat feature like that. It doesn't work for us. We just get up and you know, we're a small office. So, and then you have people like me that are loud. Yes. Yeah. I'm where people either secretly or just openly hate me. I always that. say I don't have an indoor voice. No. I'm very loud. I can't help it. I can't either. Like whispering for me is like some people's <laughs> like turning it up to 11. <laughs> okay. So once again, go to Trilogy. That's T-R-I-L-O-G-I-E dot life. I love the new suffixes you Thank can get you. in life. That was yeah. intentional. It's it's also tough because some people you're like, hey man, we're way past dot com. Right? Yeah. I'm like, I feel oh. like the world's finally getting their arms around that. That that it doesn't like, have to be dot com. Well, well, you know, today's podcast is brought to you by Fullscale .io. There you go. Now the people that you utilize our services have probably run into a dot io. They're usually tech businesses, right. but yeah, like I mean, I think I may have originally said it to my dad. He's like dot io. 
which What's technically that? stands for Indian Ocean. Oh, look at that. It's just short. Well, I could have bought Trilogy.com for $20,000 <laughs> and I was uninterested in that proposal. So yeah. I... Well, that's part of why these suffixes exist. And a lot of people that have created that believe that that will be the future way. Like it'll be like blah, blah, blah dot restaurant. Right. And different stuff because, you know, the internet got crowded. Yeah, no, it absolutely did. When, well, when our parents were kids, you would, <laughs> I could call you at like 4120. <laughs> yes. Like, hey, give me a call later. Like, and then later when I actually got to the point where girls would give me a number and they would give me that many numbers and I'd be like, hey, hey now, now that's nah, this is only right. six numbers. <laughs> yeah. And then we're up to 10 and that'll yeah. run out and you can't get an 800 number anymore. And exactly. this is just kind of the way it goes. No, but dot life was intentional because we are trying to impact the lives yeah. of the organizations mm -hmm. that we're working with. And so it, I, I saw it and I'm like, you know what? I like it. It makes sense. You know, it's uh, funny too. So we invested in healthy hip hop and you can get dot hip hop. Oh. So it's at healthy dot hip hop. There you go. I was like, wow, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> but either. I and, and now, learned something today. And now and I have to add to my to do list that I need to buy Matt DeCourcy dot hip hop just in case. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. I still like to think that my career as a rapper has got some promise. I'm working Oh, it's on, there. I see it. I'm working on my mixtape and it's not just the game we play. <laughs> so okay, so if we, if I wanted to hire Trilogy, I just happened to be on Instagram and I went to Trilogy KC and saw all the cool stuff that you did. Um, like, how does your financial model work? I mean, is it based on you selling stuff or is your consulting fee? Or so like what happens is we go in and talk to the client and, and, or potential client about kind of those things I talked about earlier. Like, how are you with your culture? What are you trying to impact? What are you trying to, you know, obviously retain and attract new employees and things like that. So we have that conversation and then we will work up, uh, you know, at no cost, we come up with a couple different options of what we think might be a good idea in terms of if, if this company's building a new building. And so we work on laying out furniture, doing the space planning, kind of talking about what we think would be good options for them. Um, and then we would just make our money if we have some sort of engagement with the client. Sure. We we're like, yeah, let's let's move forward with this. And we'd like to partner with you for the long haul. You'd like to think that businesses know, like, know that other businesses need to make money. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, there's an, <clears throat> by they the way, do? That, <clears throat> I think so. Not some of the ones I've Not I everyone. I'll tell you what, you mentioned WeWork earlier. Oh, man. Ooh. Yeah. It's like a whole nother subject. Yeah, it first, is a whole nother off, subject. Who ever thought that was a fucking tech company? Come on. Uh, right. So, yeah, you guys did that to yourself, whoever you are. It's been an interesting thing to watch. They're, they're a good the, example, though, for they do an excellent job of building cool places. No, they have very cool places. And they cool create places. a culture. Now, the problem, yes. is, the question is, is, is it sustainable? Meaning on some level, like now you could do that for your own company. There's, I've been to a lot of really cool workplaces. Yes. I mean, there's, I mean, for a lot of different reasons, I mean, like they're meaning like the reasons that they're cool. Like for example, pro athlete. Yep. Have you been there? Oh yeah. I've been that there. Place is Austin awesome. Hall was on my podcast. Places yes. that is the bomb and they sell bats, baseball bats. And they've got like a, a hitting, a pitching that, you know, you can, it's incredible batting cages, basketball courts, but, it, but their culture of their business revolves around wellness, mm -hmm. which was one of your pillars. Yes, it is. Were they pillars? That's the fab five, the fab five, yes, the fab five. I want to come up with a cool acronym for that. Yeah. Could probably come up with I'm something. I'm sure. I'm sure. But yes, pro athletes. So they, I, I say but, but, that they're a unicorn. But company. people want to work there. 
Absolutely, because like you can go like the swim in the lap pool. Yep. They, I mean, okay. When we did sat down and, and Andrew Dallas has been on the yes. show, but he's their uh, C- COO. Actually, I believe he's a partner now, but you know, they, at the end of the tour, we're like in this place and it was just like, we're in like the, a really cool ass bar Yeah, and we're just shooting the shit. I'm like, this is, I kind of want to work here. And that's the thing. Like it's, they have done an exceptional job of creating the culture that mm-hmm. works for them and they live it, they breathe it, that building supports it in every way possible. Like it's it's just it's mind blowing yeah. to go in there. So And there's other cool places too, like you know, Fish Tech and Martin mm-hmm. City and for a completely different reason. It's just like super high tech and right. they have some other open spaces and you know, I mean I there's and, and there's a lot of different things. You'll find that People will, and you know, when as we build our office in full at full scale. So let's talk about that for a second because right. this is in the Philippines. Different yeah. different expectations. Yes. But Matt and I went in there, and Matt's there right now. But we went in there with a disruptive attitude. We we're like, well, okay, we don't like the way this is done. It was things were very call centric. Yes. Just like imagine the having is like known a, for their call centers. Well, like that's not, where call not, centers were born. Not at our office. <laughs> so we went in there and like as we hired people and you know your employees your employees and the people that you're hiring if you listen, they will very quickly define the culture that they want to work with. Yes. So as we hired the first five people, I literally I was like I need to know five things that you hated about places that you've worked about other and yeah. i ask everybody that and what are five things that you loved about places so it's really easy people you take the things that people overwhelmingly didn't like and you do the opposite right. and you do more of the stuff they liked but it was it had to do with the, the, it was cramped spaces mm-hmm. it had to do with equipment oh the four foot works for space that usual <clears throat> call centers four, get. four foot would be kind of wide because <laughs> these were literally like like tiny I mean, but and i say three feet like, yeah. I mean, like elbow to elbow. Well, they're just trying to cram people in there. Right. And then they would uh, – sharing equipment. Okay. So I complain. I was coughing earlier. I haven't been <laughs> feeling well. You don't want to share my keyboard right. all day. No, like, no, no, no. I mean, it, but it's just kind of gross, you know? And then so it, was, it had to do with equipment. Um, windows are big just because you like to see the world. Yes. And Natural then also light. like there, like, you know, it's a beautiful tropical island. There's like oceans and mountains. Yeah, you want to see like that. Cool stuff. Like, yeah, maybe we should see that. Um, and then, then culture wise, a lot of it just had, to, some of it had to do with, well, how much they got paid and people in the, in the end, really all, everything we just defined that might seem important doesn't mean shit if they don't feel important. Absolutely. So that's, You're I mean, that's right. the key thing. Well, that's what I talk about. If you're focused on the people. Yeah. Well, our people are our assets. They are. I mean, if you don't have any people, you don't have it. Yeah. I can't provide services to the many, many tech companies that employ us. But but as far as all that stuff goes, it's a huge selling point for our clients because they hire with security. They they know that there's a a high chance that they're going to get a happy employee. They'll be engaged. I'm not saying it's perfect every day. We have to make no. adjustments to things, but there's a place where they want to work and they're, they're being treated well. They have good equipment. Like we cater a meal. Yeah. We have a massage therapist. Like you catch a massage there. Like That's... I hate my office here. I'm trying to go work there. <laughs> but the thing is, is as the leader of the company, it's way more important to me that they, because they're, they're the ones that produce. They're the ones that generate the invoices and, and stuff like that. But really in the end, and what's and this has worked, a plus 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 plus. We want top people, of course. And if we don't have, and this wasn't that hard. It's not like we built Google headquarters. 
we made a place where people are appreciated, where they were known for it's, like, it's very, ex, it's ex- exclusive in the regard that we are rigid in our hiring process. Right. And pe- so developers want to work around other smart people. They want to work with clients that they find interesting and engaging. It's not rocket science. They want to feel appreciated. But not everyone does it. And they want to feel like their their life, is, people in general, if you feel like you are getting what you want out of life, you can put up with so much shit. Absolutely. Like terrible. And you're super productive and you yeah. want to be. You yeah. want to yes. do good things for that company because- it makes you feel even better that you're right. appreciated and that you, people see the value in what you're doing. I'll give you an example. So we do a capped billing that's based on 168 hours. Like that's our quote deliverable. That's 21 eight-hour right. days. Last month, we had a ton of employees that were over 200 hours. Oh, my gosh. They don't have to do it. They oh want to. Gosh. They're like literally like. Because they, they love it. They And they get to know the clients that they're working with. So our clients work directly. Or our clients work directly with the people that are on there. It's their team. They just work for full scale. Right. So I can tell you what all of our clients do. I have no clue what any of them are doing because they manage their stuff. Right. So they, they buy into that, but they, you know, we, when we talk and the mantra that we go with is we want everyone to be client obsessed. We want you to be obsessed with the success yes. that your client has. And that, it, that comes from good communication. It comes from like, sometimes you have to dig deep and like do a little extra. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes, you know, like they have good relationships, like they get it. Like I'm, I'm, I got to leave early. Yes. I got a kid. And you're, I, and you're I, okay with that. Well, they are. Yeah. Cause it's very self-managed. Yep. So, but yeah. And then so much of that is, and that, that sense of freedom and not like writing down, get back to your cube. Right. Do your check-in <laughs> time clock punching. That, that. that we do have to do. <laughs> you do? Well, I mean, yeah. Cause otherwise I wouldn't know with 180 people. You right. don't know well, that's if true. anyone actually that's was too there. Many. That's too many for me. Well, but so, and I want to, let's talk about how, what we, so we built that, oh man, you talk about having to learn stuff. <laughs> so, you know, we were trying, our company grew really quickly. It's a, a, a little over 18 months old and we have 180 employees. That's incredible. It's on the other side of the planet. And overwhelming to me. And well, it was overwhelming to us because <laughs> we went from like, okay, so it, in most businesses, you might go from like 10, maybe you're like, oh, now we have 15, we have right. 20 people. So you rent the, the suite next door. Right. Well, we did that six times oh and then we were like, oh my God. And we started looking at it and we're like, at the rate that we're growing, we need a floor of a skyscraper every four to six months, which meant that we had to get into the construction right. type business because you can't find any of the space, do what you want to which get this crazy. fucking warm right. shell and like, oh great. Now what do we great. do? Now, but one of the things- You need was someone a, like me. Well, no, but I'm, I'm going to give you a huge endorsement because we did kind of find a you right. there because we go out and most places are just not equipped for, to, okay, I need 200 desks. Right. I need 200 chairs. And they're like, uh, no, <laughs> what? it's a little different there. Like here, you know, that's, it, it feels a little more accessible, but you know, and, and things are often, you know, like the cities, the traffic sucks and stuff like that. And there's just not a whole lot of people that are like, Hey, I need 200 desks. Right. So, and, and you know, and then you have to give it th- thought, you know, like, cause here's the thing. It's like, okay, so you, now you have 200 people that are all coming to work. They got a backpack, they got a laptop. Um, they, you want to get a chair that's comfortable and just like different stuff. Now, the thing is, is that's not wildly out of reach when you have 10 employees, but but when when you you have a couple hundred and then you think about it, you're like, and then I'm going to have a couple hundred more in a year or sooner. So how do you scale that? Cause you don't real fast. Well, you don't want Frank in office. No. 
like you no, want things absolutely to because not. that doesn't feel good either. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. And you don't want to, you know, I've had people that buy because they want everything to match and they get it all, but then they've got half of it's empty, which is also a not motivating because it's like, are we successful? Are we not successful? Like what? Uh, why aren't there, why aren't these seats full? Yeah. It's We're weird... open 24 hours a day, five days a week. And we do like open seating. Right. So everyone just goes. Well, so there, sometimes it's like very crowded and then sometimes it's not, right. but Anybody that works at our office there is like, oh my God, how the, they're, they're, is, they're really excited about how fast the company's grown because it's just, we have awesome people there. That's good. Well, they're just, they just, it's, uh, that's why we love our, our team there because they're like not self serving. That's awesome. They're like, I just want the company to do well. Yeah. I'm like, could you say that again? Because I, well, I don't hear that a but lot. But that's a reflection here. of you. It is and it isn't. They're, they're very unentitled. Um, and, and, you know, that's a, a, a cultural thing there that I've really learned to appreciate. And I've been doing business in the Philippines for a decade. And it's one of the reasons that I want to continue to do business there. Um, and why I feel so good putting people I know that need high levels of expertise. And I can say, hey, look, yeah, we're going to take care of you. Right. We're going to have someone that's going to communicate with you. And, and that's something you can't build. You can't build caring. No, you People can't. People care or they don't? You cannot. Yeah. You are absolutely right. But I think that comes back to giving them that sense of purpose and mm -hmm. giving them the sense of fulfillment. So I did write down the word purpose because we were <laughs> going to talk about that. The, and I think we may have just done that in some ways. but A little but, bit. I, I think when we were talking about it, it was in, in terms of us finding our purpose as Trilogy, um, which we... Uh, we actually rebranded in February. So we're our, our company name for the first nine and a half years of business was Square One Interiors. And um, that flat. sounds a little vanilla or like maybe not like it doesn't have the well, flavor that something like Trilogy does. It, well, thank you. I appreciate Although that. Although you may have sentenced yourself to spelling your name to everyone. I, I have. Eternity. I have. But I always have to spell my first name for everyone. So I'm used to that. That is true. I did ask you if you were Courtney or Courtney. <laughs> Very much Courtney, yeah. spelled Courtney. So, Thank your parents for that I know, one. They did that to you. Yes, everyone's yeah. always like, ooh, I like the way you spell your name. I'm yeah, like, like I, I have, don't because yeah. no one's ever spelled it I right. I have no, like yeah. that wasn't me at all. Like yeah. I got that, you know, upon entry. So, um, but no, so last summer I was feeling lost and I was not burnt out in my industry and not burnt out of what I did. I was getting restless in a sense of, I felt like we were just like every other organization in my industry. Like you go to, you know, wherever person's website, they all look the same. They're all, you know, we're all talking about furniture. We're all talking about this and that. And we build you the workspace. Yeah. Of your I, yeah. And I, mean, I just, yeah, yeah. I didn't, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I wasn't happy. That's cause I'm like, that's not us. That's well, it's not... crowded too. It is very I mean, yeah, crowded. crowded. Oh, we have a very yeah, competitive yeah, industry. Yeah. And so, um, and then the people, I would imagine your biggest competitor is that your, their potential client on some days. Cause some people just be like, yeah, I'm just going to go buy the furniture sometimes, but that's <clears> not. <throat> so the manufacturers that we represent, it's kind of like the auto industry. You're not going to go to general motors itself and buy a GM car. You're going to go through a dealer. So we, there is a little bit of that, but, um, but in terms of, so we spent a couple months like digging in, we, you know, engaged a, a mentor of mine to help us. And we really defined who we are as an organization, what we wanted to impact. And again, for us, it came down to the people like whoop-de-doo, a workstation is a workstation, a chair is a chair. Not true. Well, 
you get what I'm saying though. Like every, every, every furniture dealer out there has awesome products. Many of us have the same products, like the exact same manufacturers. So it comes down to the people again, everything comes down to people. So I'm like, let's, we've got to do something different. So we defined who we were. And part of that was defining the purpose of why we exist as an organization. And that came down to that we want to enhance life spaces to elevate the human experience. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to impact the experience that people are having in these buildings all around town, all around the country. And um, so that's how, that's why I wanted to talk about purpose. You know, one of the things, and if your business is growing rapidly and, you know, 15 years ago, I didn't feel this way. And I've really learned to appreciate this in, in my old age, but it's more long experience and, you know, you're move, moving is one of the most stressful things. Oh, for sure. That people go through. It's like divorce, moving, and maybe giving a public speech. Yes, those are like the three things. That's like the that's the fab three. I've done all uh, those. Of, things. Well, they're miserable for most people, and I hate yes. I hate moving. But you know, as a business owner, um, don't be afraid to reach out to trilogy or or people that do these kind of things. Because focus on what you need to be doing. Oh, absolutely. Which is growing your business. Grow and that's, your that's, business. Yeah. And that's like our best clients at full scale are, it, it, you know, that's what they want. They're like, I'm not trying to do. So we, you, you talk about your fab five. Mm-hmm. Well, we, I use an acronym rare. We are, we specialize in recruiting, assessing, retaining, and employing. Okay. So you don't have to deal with any of that. Right. And everyone knows that in a market that is really, really, really short of tech talent that they have to do something to make things work, but they don't have any experience doing that stuff. So between being successful entrepreneurs and having been doing business with remote developers and in the Philippines for 10 years, we can help you let focus on your business. Right. Yeah. And, and that's gone really well. And like, and, but now with that, sometimes people don't appreciate that or they don't seem to, and those aren't your good clients. Like, no, well, and, and, that's, you, and you probably ha- need a, a specific type of client so, that's good. And we, we defined that. Yeah. We, we, when we went through the whole exercise, we defined. So, w- you know, there's companies out there, like you said, who are just going to go buy the product. Mm-hmm. They, they're looking at the furniture as a necessary thing to put butts in seats. Yeah. That's not our ideal client. That's probably not the place you, right. we that want, you're winning when you work out either. Right, but, yeah. right. But we want the organizations who are employee focused. They want to create, like I said, that environment that is supporting their awesome culture. Um, that's going to help that ex- engage those employees with that employee experience. Um, you know, there's, there's going to be maybe a, an element of the wellness in there and that they want to attract that top talent and retain that top that's talent. That's the main thing. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, so I did, um, another podcast that I, on my own, I did a solo one and talked about, um, people that interview at organizations, there's, I can't remember the exact statistic, but it's like somewhere in the high thirties, uh, low 40% of the actual person that the person being interviewed for the position is judging the physical space oh, yeah. they are in, yeah. in that interview. Well, I mean, it's pretty logical to, to believe that because you know, you're saying, Hey man, this is where I'm going to go every day. Right. Right. I mean, it is. And you know, that, I mean, I think that that matters and, um, you know, it, it, I mean, you, you, as an employee, you're looking for a few things. You're looking, well, A, compensation, mm-hmm. experience, culture. Yep. 
And, you know, the, and the culture thing is important because, you know, life's too short to oh, absolutely. hate what you do. Oh, no, absolutely. You're I, absolutely I, right. I quit, I quit three jobs before I was 33 that people work their life to get. Yeah. And by the time I quit the third one, people were like, you're fucking because crazy, Because it wasn't dude. for you. Why no, be I, just, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. Like in the last one, and I love the company. I worked for Roland and I got to be around music. I'm passionate about music. I got to meet all kinds of cool people, but I traveled 180 days a year and I hated it. Yeah. So I quit. No, and I didn't even know what I was going to do after that. But that's how that's how much you didn't enjoy it. It's well, like right. I might as well just yeah. yeah I'll just well, you know, I'm going to wing it. Yeah, I, re- I think also if you're confident in your ability to be decent, mm-hmm. even just decent, not even good, but decent at something, I mean, you can get a job. I'm good at selling stuff, so I've also I realized a long time ago. I'm like, oh, I'm really in demand. <laughs> people think tech. People think that tech and all this other stuff are in demand. Right. Really, what's in demand are people that bring big bags of money back to the company right. to pay for your fancy right. Right. office right. that was a, I'm sure designed quite affordably. Okay. By well, actually, no, I do want to, I do want to touch on that because I think that there can be a little bit of a misconception that in order to create these kick ass spaces, you have to sink boatloads of money into no, it. And that's, yeah. that's not it. It's, it's thoughtfulness yeah. and, and being thoughtful and intentional and, you know, really strategic in the things that you're putting your money into. So it doesn't have to cost, you know, zillion dollars to outfit your, your space. But. You can do things that, that, like you said, that are pretty straightforward. Like people have an appreciation for things that are communal mm-hmm. too. like just being able like, and that's one of the things. And, you know, every day that we run full scale. And like I said, this has been a challenge because there are cultural differences. And so I don't try to assume that I know what they want. And so we've just started like a, like crowdsourcing things. Yes. Like for example, uh, we were going to, you know, yeah, if you're going to have a Christmas party with 180 people and then they've all got a guest and maybe they got kids and all of a sudden you got 700 people <laughs> and you're like, holy shit, this is going to be expensive. Yeah. So we like, I'll give you an example. We literally just created an anonymous survey and we use Slack. What would you prefer to have a, fancy Christmas party, right. or would you rather have a modest Christmas party that we all still went to as employees? Right. And instead we'll take the savings and directly give that back to you through a monthly team building event. Like it's in the Philippines, you can like go on like an awesome, like kayaking thing for like a whole afternoon for like 10 bucks. Oh my gosh. So for eight, <laughs> technically for like 2,500 bucks, you can rent four buses, take the entire right. company, to have everyone experience. go do something cool and come back. And would you rather do that four times and have access to that right. or have us like have a Christmas party that you're probably not going to really give a yeah, shit I mean, about? Yeah, I mean, whoop-de-doo. It's another I Christmas I mean, on party. some levels, but at the same time, but here's the thing, we're going to spend the money one way or the other. Right. So, but ask. ask. No, that's, that's ask what it's all about. people what they want out of the culture at your business. Yes. I mean, And then when yeah. they, yeah, and when they ask for those things, you pick a few that you can, you know, you might get some wild wild things. I'm a big fan of, um, I always reference the listen for the echo. Mm-hmm. Yep. You hear people saying the same, <laughs> same thing, thing over and over, and over again. You got a problem. You got something you got to address. And right. you know, it's like, I don't know, just weird stuff. And but on some levels too, you, you have to keep in mind you're running a business. Exactly. You can't be like, uh, I went to <laughs> party time all the time. Oh, our employees always like <laughs> give me a hard time. They're like, do you know that our desks have a hammock attachment if we wanted? I'm I like, love it. I'm like, cool, but we're not getting that. Someone came up with my idea. I want, I wanted to create a credenza that had, um, the, the 
front or back of it would fold down and have a little like tiny blow up mattress or whatever. And I was going to call it the Costanza. For, yeah, if you oh, remember yeah. I was on just Seinfeld. Thinking, oh, yeah. yeah, I was literally just <laughs> thinking about that. And that's why that's why I can't do that. The main reason I can't do it is I'm really tall and I don't yes. think I would have fit. But um, and I would have just lived every day. I feel like day it's a bazillion dollar idea. Maybe the Costanza. I mean, some of that I I scoff at on some levels too, because I think some workplaces get a little carried away and like, and I can't help but be on some levels be like, when do you guys work? <laughs> what are you like doing? in between using the bowling alley, the uh, <laughs> the air hockey tournament, <laughs> the the one on one basketball tournament? Yes. Um, when do you actually the hackathon? Produce? the the Fortnite tournament and the discussion about who was going to participate in what did you right. guys actually do anything so there's a, you know there's a healthy balance in there and at the same time you know like i don't know i don't know it's different for everyone it is so. different for everyone and it's a constant you don't just you know get the culture you want and then nailed it and then you don't ever focus it's on it again it is yeah. constant yeah. it's with all those things with all five things that we like to talk <clears> about <throat> impacting you have to work at those things constantly. You'll, yeah, I think that the there. agile approach. Mm -hmm. But we learned that too because we we built this first floor out. We have two floors in a building, and we're getting ready to like move right. into the second one. Taking a different approach on the second one because right. we learned some stuff, just like just different things. Like you think you need something, and that can be tough too because like don't box yourself in. Don't, like, don't be afraid to in. leave some open space and yes. some flexibility. Okay, so once again, go to Trilogy Tr. I L O G I E dot life. And you can learn all about what Courtney Bradley does at her place on the gram as well at trilogy dot K or trilogy KC. Yes. I have a feeling if you just type in trilogy that you'll yes. find it. Yes. We yeah. have a cute, our, our logo is three, three yellowish green bars. I say it's Citron, but um, anyway, so that's, if you see the three bars, that's us. If you see these, oh, man. <laughs> Three bars. I'm not gonna. I'm not citron. gonna shame you for that. I'd be like, turn right at the, ci yes. the three citron yes. bars. I'd be like, um, there we are. Cool. I'm not coming. I'm not. I'm not gonna visit. Um, so we like to. Oh, wait a minute. I made promises. What? That I have to the money gun? Yeah, because you know, I feel like the, I feel like. Uh, well, I feel like I'm doing something to help your business here because after you fire the money gun, yes, I think you're gonna understand why the culture. <laughs> Here at the podcast is okay. so amazing. Now, um, normally you have to win a round of mixtape, but um, we're going to make an exception for you here okay, before we so do I'm the founders take, freestyle. Okay, this is so fun. You just fire that thing. I feel so you honored. Want. It's not empty. The, I don't oh. Think. oh, yeah. There you go. There we go. There we go. Congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's awesome. Trilogy. Do I get to keep life. the money? I don't know if you want to keep that money. I bet this is, you know um, what? I'm not even going to ask. <laughs> yeah. I felt like that was, uh, hopefully you'll recommend some business get a money gun. There you go. I, absolutely. Yeah. I think but, I'm going to go the way, buy uh, one. Funny, you can on Amazon for 20 bucks. And I doubt that was really made by Supreme. Will it be delivered today? Uh, <laughs> if possibly. it was, it, maybe, maybe. Um, now with that, I like to share a funny story and I think you'll appreciate this. So there's times in life where you realize you haven't made it, right? Just because something happens. So right. Ke Kevin Lockett, former chief, yes. and now the uh, CFO of Fulcrum Capital came in and we let him fire it yes. and about five bills came out and he goes, oh, they're only ones and put them <laughs> down. And what? I put the gun down, like he did not discharge the rest of the money. And I, I like literally at the end of that, I may, might have even said it on the episode, I was like, oh my God, I realized <laughs> that 
I have not made I it. I have yet. not made it. And I've got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Uh, the disappointment. I, I made a comment about that on Facebook this morning. I learned uh, early this morning that the Startup Hustle is currently the number three entrepreneurship what? podcast in Botswana. What? Yeah. Yeah. So with that, hey, I, I you made go a post. Where the fans go, man. I, I know I made a post, and thank you for everyone that listens to this worldwide. You really are hey, awesome. And, and hey, Botswana, man, <laughs> we're here for you. Um, who do we got to climb over right. on this one? Like, yeah. I want to know. But I made a Facebook post saying that, and I said, I also I realize I've got a hell of a lot of work to do. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, so um, if I ever get the chance to come back, I want there to be like fifties or hundreds in here when I fire. We had again. hundreds in there once, and then yeah. <laughs> And then There's you're like, not. well, that doesn't. No, yeah. I'm very excited. No, but the one dollar bills were fine. You know what's really you. funny is I bought that money gun for twenty bucks. It's a huge hit. Yeah, like it's just something that's well, fun. Like just goofy stuff. Gun. Like I've got all kinds of weird stuff around. So, um, we like to end episodes of Startup Hustle Uh-oh. with the founders freestyle. Oh, so the, the, given it, it, that? that is you getting to say whatever Do I the hell rap if you want, <laughs> if you kidding. want, we can, do you want, I, I'm someday I'll have a rap battle with someone. That I'm would not be sure. fun. I had, if I, I would have been more prepared, if I wasn't coughing so much, I feel yes. like I, I don't want to set myself up for failure. Founders but what, what, when I say the founders freestyle, meaning like, I, you know, we're, we're ending the episode. Right. Yeah, Makes I'm, sense. Yes. And we can't but, go on all day, but with that, you know, and because of our conversational format and that I'm not interviewing you, I don't know, there may be something you want to resolve you could give advice to people you could pitch your business you could tell us why you expect us to know what citron really looks like (laughs) i want to can i give props to my team you can do whatever you want you're freestyle i um you know we've been in business for 10 years now and um we've had some employees who aren't with us anymore, um, who just didn't fit for whatever reason. It happens. It happens. You know, you can't, everyone's not going to be perfect for everything. And, um, but the team we have now is just so incredible. Um, you know, I've had two, Katie and Megan have both been with me for over five years now. Katie will be six years in, in April. Uh, Bryce just came on about five weeks ago and feels like he's been there forever. So, I mean, he's just jumping right into everything. Um, and then Dara, who's our virtual uh, I might admin. know Bryce. Yeah, you might know Bryce. Yeah, yeah. Did he used to work for Aaron Fall. He did, yes. Yeah, I love yes. Bryce Reeves. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, Bryce is awesome. He is awesome. Yeah. So he was um, actually- I don't know why I just felt like <laughs> I knew that was like, like this the only Bryce. Yeah. But I could see him fitting in with that. He's a very lively person. Oh my gosh, great, he's just jumped right in. Yeah. So Lillian James does yeah. all of our um, social and yeah. all of our creative and all of that. And Aaron's, and a, Aaron's a friend and a startup hustle. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. they do a great job. And um, Bryce was our account rep. And when he, I found out he was leaving, I texted him and I said, you're dead to me. And, um, and he probably like responded. He was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm like, you're leaving. What am I supposed to do? Um, and so I said, if you ever want to talk about furniture and design, let me know. And here we are. So, yeah. um, and by the way, go to lillianjamescreative.com. Yes. There you go. Aaron, oh my gosh. Aaron, and follow Erin Falk on LinkedIn. She's got a lot She's of really interesting stuff when it comes to marketing and networking and stuff like that. Absolutely. And that's how I know her. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So no, it's all awesome. Well, so I want to give props to my team. They're awesome. I, like it. I would not be here without them. So thank you. And by the way, you're like the only person that's ever done that. What? Founders Freestyle is kind of new because we we're kind of like, you know, wanted to have a way to round things out. And right. then I thought, man, if we put a clever name on that, and then sometimes people get freaked out by it. They're like, wait, what? What? What am I supposed to do? Yeah. No, my team. I'll always give props to my team. And that's strong because you should, and your business is built around that. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, 
overall, like I think I'll, I'll close with a couple things. Well, first off, Trilogy, T-R-I-L-O-G-I-E dot life. Um, there's a lot to be said about a company like yours that does a value add when it comes to like the layout mm-hmm. of a building, especially if you have a lot of space. Because, you know, I mentioned our we have two 10,000 square foot spaces. A lot of thought. Yeah. And I mean, it's a lot more work than you think it is. I mean, you literally have to like actually get scientific with that. Right. Different <laughs> stuff. And then, and then there's a lot to be said about, I mean, look, man, you know, like, I don't, I, are you good at designing this kind of stuff? Meaning I know you are Courtney, but are you listener? Like get some people that know what they're doing in, in and around your life, whether it's to help you do your layout or just different stuff, man. I mean, and focus on doing what's important. Get back to that. Cause if you're not doing things that are growing your business or doing or getting the people around you that are going to help your business have an advantage and be awesome, you need to go back to the drawing board and figure out what, what you need to do. So you know, along with that, um, once again, if you want to check us out, we're at Startup Hustle Podcast. We will put some cool pictures. I will be posting your money gun. <laughs> I will be sharing it. Yeah, most people do. Um, it's uh, it's amazing, like how awesome people think the money gun is. So well, I, I loved it. It was I had to a buy, highlight. I had to buy one. Well, I I don't know how to take. You said that. you have a gold one. Where's I do. that it's one? It's down in the corner. Mm-hmm. You you haven't earned that yet. Okay. You. I mean, you did okay. That's but. my goal. The gold money yes. gun. It's, I wish it was really gold. It's, I am, yeah. You know what's really funny is is you talk about like setting expectations and like quickly being disappointed. So right. the money gun we just fired, you can check it out on Instagram. It's red. Right. It says Supreme on it. The gold money gun, as it turns out, is something I bought on Amazon <laughs> that is really just a red money gun that someone painted oh. gold. It's, wow. it, it was really, it's, and it's really, it's not, not as, no, it will really kind of ruin your hopes and dreams and expectations like that. So with that, see y'all next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle. Like we do it.